Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Crossroads Baptist Church radio broadcast ministry. Uh, this week I'd like to uh, I'd like to simply compare two men that we find in Scripture, and I believe the comparison will be a blessing uh, if we'll see what we can from the Word of God from comparing these two men's lives, and then also uh, considering ourselves in light of what we learn. And so if you have the Word of God with you, if you're able, if you're not driving or anything, I'd encourage you to follow along in your King James Bible as we study the Word of God together. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for another opportunity to study your Word. Lord, help us to see it uh, for what it teaches us, Lord. Help us to honor and respect your Word and to cherish it above all else. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're very familiar with the Word of God at all, if you're very familiar with the Christian faith at all, then you've probably heard of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul uh, was a great preacher and missionary. He's one of the most revered uh, characters in the Bible. I say character, he's a true and living real man in history. Um, But there's another man with a very similar story who I believe is often overlooked as a preacher. And for now, we're just going to refer to him as the other Preacher. So in this comparison, we're going to first look at Paul's life and then at this other preacher, and then we'll see what we can learn from that comparison. Uh, the Bible says in Acts chapter 8 and verse 3, as for Saul, now you remember Paul was first called Saul before his conversion. The Bible says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women, committed them to prison. Acts 9 verses 1 and 2 say, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they be men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Now, I know this sounds bad, and of course it is a bad thing to persecute the church, but according to the Old Testament law, According to the Jewish law and the the law of Moses, he was obeying the word of God as he understood it and as he knew it. If Jesus Christ had not been the Messiah, if he was not who he claimed to be, if he was just another false prophet or false teacher, then Saul would have been doing the right thing here. Problem is, Jesus was God. Jesus was the Messiah. He was the Christ. He is the Christ. And, uh, And so he is obeying the law of Moses, but not understanding or obeying or adhering to the grace of God, the law of grace. And so we find his meeting with Christ in Acts chapter 9 and verse number 3. The Bible says, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Um, We see here, and we don't have time this morning to look at the following passages, but we see with, with the Apostle Paul, when he meets Christ, when he has a personal meeting with Lord Jesus Christ, there's a big change in his life. He, he now is obedient to the Lord. There's a change in his behavior and his attitude and his heart. There's a rebirth that the Bible talks about when we're saved. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, and so he has new desires. Now he has, instead of a desire to capture and haul away captive and slaughter Christians, he has a new desire. 
And that desire is detailed in Romans chapter 1 and verse 15. The Bible says here, So as much as in me is, this is the Apostle Paul speaking through the Holy Spirit, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. As much as in me is, everything with everything that I am, I am ready to preach. He had another desire found in Philippians 1.23. The Bible says, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Now, those are some good desires to have. A desire to preach and tell others about Jesus Christ. A desire to be with the Lord, to, to depart and be with Christ. Those are good desires. Those are good things. Um, and then, he, I want you to notice, too, that after that personal meeting with Christ, not only does he have a new desire, he's now been given a new task by the Lord. He has been tasked by Christ with reaching people with the gospel. Acts chapter 13 and verse number, oh, let's start in verse number 46. Acts thirteen forty-six. The Bible says, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said that it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye uh, put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained unto eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region, that's a pretty good uh, testimony now. That's a pretty good change. God has taken this man who was once a persecutor of his church and he has given him the job of being a minister of the gospel to the Gentiles. There's already several people preaching the, the good news to the Jews and he himself being one of them. And he says, you know what? We're turning to the Gentiles here in Acts chapter 13. God has ordained me to preach to the Gentiles. Now, we are commanded by God to preach. We'll get into that in a little while. Uh, but we're commanded to preach to everyone. Uh, and But Paul was specifically told, hey, take the good news to the Gentile nations and make sure they know the gospel. Now, I want to introduce you to this other man. Most people are pretty familiar with the Apostle Paul. Maybe none of what we read was new to you. Maybe you knew all of that. But this other man is found in Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter number 5. I'm going to read quite a few verses in the Bible. Please stick with me. Read along with me in your King James Bible if you have one with you. Um, but otherwise, just, just listen close. I want to make sure you know this is all coming straight from the Scripture. Mark chapter 5, verse number 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had oft, uh, been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he had said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion. For we are many. 
that's a pretty terrifying situation to be in if you're there with the Lord and and this devil-possessed man comes and he starts talking with the Lord and the Lord says, hey, what's your name? Oh, it's Legion, for we are many, many devils in this man. That's a, a terrible situation to be in. Verse 10, and he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. Now, this is a, a pretty interesting testimony, I would say. This man lived in the tombs. He's living as close to death and representation, representation of death as can be. Um, Similar to those who are without Christ, they're one breath away from eternity at any time. Uh, This man, too, has a personal meeting with Jesus Christ, and look what happens when he meets with Christ. Christ uh, sends away those devils out of him. Verse 14, And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil, And had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. This man had such a change. Christ changed this man's life in such a drastic way that the people who knew him before, the people who knew him as the man with a legion of devils, they were afraid to see him sitting clothed in his right mind because it was such a change. Now, I would ask you, Christian, if you're you're saved, if you believe you're going to heaven when you die, if you have a Bible reason to believe that, has there ever been a change like that in your life? Now, you may not have ever been cutting yourselves and living in the tombs, but the Bible says that when we are saved, we're going to be new creatures. Like I said before, old things pass away, all things become new. There's a change that will take place in our hearts and will manifest itself through our works, our actions, our attitudes, through every part of our lives. And so this man, there was such a change that the people were afraid and and they end up, they ask Christ to leave their coast. They're afraid of the power that Christ has. And then you look down at verse number 18 with me, Mark chapter 5, verse 18. We see this man has the same desires, the same desires that the apostle Paul had. Mark chapter 9, or 5, verse 18. And when he was come into the ship, talking about Christ, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. He wanted to go with the Lord. He wanted to be with Christ. But look what happens. Verse 19. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. Now, he had a good desire, but God's answer to him was, No, I have a different job for you. That might have been very difficult to hear. He might have, I mean, you think about it, this Lord Jesus Christ just just cleansed this man of these devils. He changed his life. I would want to be near that guy too. I would want to follow him around too. I'd want to learn from him. I'd want to have that personal relationship with him. But the Lord says, no, you need to go and preach to your own community. They're kicking the Lord out. They don't want Christ in their area. He says, you need to stay here and be a witness for me. And look what happened. Remember, uh, we said the Apostle Paul had a desire to be with Christ. He also had a desire to preach. Mark 5.20, and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, 
and all men did marvel. You see that? He preached. He preached in his town about what Jesus did for him. This man served Christ the way that Christ asked him to serve in the area that Christ asked him to serve. And you find there that all men did marvel. Now, Christ told Paul to preach everywhere. Go to all the Gentiles, go to all the world. Christ told this man, preach here in your hometown. God calls different people to different tasks and different locations because he desires all men to be saved. And each man on earth has someone God desires to send his way. You and I have people that God desires us to reach, whether that be someone in our uh, next door or whether it be someone in a foreign country. God has people in mind for you and I to reach. Now, I said that we were going to try and learn for ourselves some, some applications from these comparison of these two men. Uh, consider us before Christ. This man, this last man, he was possessed of devils before Christ. Paul, who was then Saul, was persecuting the church. Before Christ, the Bible says of us in Ephesians 2.12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. The difference that was made in their life, though, was that they met the Lord. And I hope that you as well have met the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God says in Romans 5, 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I hope you know the Lord. I hope you've had that personal meeting with Jesus Christ, as Paul and this other man have had. And if you have, the Bible says there will be a change. There will be a difference. Just like with these men, they had new desires. They had a desire to preach. They had a desire to be with the Lord. And if you've been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, you ought to have those same desires in your life. People sometimes believe that God cannot use them, uh, that God cannot allow them, would never honor them with the ability to preach or to lead somebody to the Lord. But the truth of the matter, I mean, just look at who is in this story. We have a man who was possessed of devils. We have a man who was religious and unsaved. If God could use Paul, if God could use this devil-possessed man, surely God can use you if we'll just have the desire to serve him. I hope you're saved. I hope you're serving. I hope you're reaching to your neighbor and to the lost people of this world that don't know about Jesus Christ. The world needs to hear the gospel.